This is Honest Homeopathy, where we are empowering mamas everywhere to care for their families. The information in this podcast is to be used for educational purposes only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor. I am not a physician, nor am I prescribing or making health care decisions for you. Welcome back to Honest Homeopathy. Thank you for joining me this week to learn more together about homeopathy. For my regular listeners, I apologize for not getting the podcast out last week. So I was feeling a little under the weather and I really just couldn't muster up the energy to get a new podcast out. But I am feeling much better. I'm back this week and I'm excited to talk about this week's remedy. The remedy of the week is Caliphylum. The full Latin name for this remedy, and it's a mouthful, is Caliphylum thalactroides. So I heard this pronounced a variety of different ways, and you should see me try to write out phonetically how to pronounce the Latin names of these remedies. So if any of you out there speak Latin, please tell me how to pronounce these remedies correctly. But anyway, we are going to stick with Caliphylum for today's remedy. And the key words to remember for this remedy are cramps and PMS. So again, the key words are cramps and PMS. Caliphylum is actually rendered from a plant root known as blue coash, and it's also called squall root and papoose root. So those names uh, are correlated with um, Native Americans, so they use this plant medicinally. This remedy is mainly known as a women's remedy. This doesn't mean that it's only used for women, but the main symptoms it addresses occur in women. So that's why it's considered a women's remedy. And those key symptoms are childbirth and menstruation, which is why it's considered a women's remedy. For childbirth, it's said to be a remedy that tones the uterus to make childbirth more productive. So, you know, your uterus is cramping with those contractions and you're trying to produce and birth your baby. So that is part of why our keyword is cramps. And it's also known to help induce labor. So I know for myself, I had my prenatal care at a birthing center and they allowed up to 42 weeks for a woman to carry their child before any kind of intervention was needed, which I was very thankful for because I carried my son almost to 41 weeks. However, I know that oftentimes in conventional like hospitals, there's a lot of pressure put on women to deliver right around their quote-unquote due date, which is right at the 40-week mark. I know some facilities are a little more lenient than others. This is a remedy that you might want to consider if you don't want interventions and you are feeling pressure from your caregiver that they're going to have to, you know, induce because you're carrying too long or things of that nature. Obviously, you wouldn't take this remedy early on in your pregnancy. You wouldn't take it at like 20 weeks. But once you get to, you know, that 38, 39 week mark, it would be best to be guided by a knowledgeable homeopath. But this could be a remedy that could possibly help you to make sure that you don't go past maybe that mark where they're going to start giving you interventions. This remedy can also be taken during labor. It helps to regulate contractions if they slow down. So sometimes women might progress, but then it slows down. And that can be very discouraging when you're in labor. So this is a remedy to consider. And it also helps to increase dilation. 
I wish I would have known about so many remedies when I was pregnant and giving birth to my son, but you know, hindsight is 2020, so we will be prepared for the next go round. The reason, like I said, that we have the keyword cramps is because it's so associated with this remedy is because of childbirth and labor, and it's all about the uterus contracting and cramping. Now, our other keyword is PMS, and we use this keyword because cramps can be a symptom of PMS and our monthly menstruation, so caliphylum is also a remedy to consider during this time of the month. If you experience problems with your flow and maybe the passing of like clots with a lot of pain, caliphylum could possibly be a remedy that could help you. Another key symptom of this remedy in women also has to do with their monthly cycles. When a woman develops like brown spots on their skin, primarily it's usually on their face during their cycle, caliphylum is a good choice to help with that particular symptom. The last symptom we are going to talk about, it doesn't always occur in women, so this is one that could happen um, in both men and women, and that symptom is arthritis that affects like the small muscle joints, so specifically the hands and the feet. So if you're experiencing arthritis or gout, you would want to research and see if your symptoms best match this remedy versus another homeopathic remedy that might be for arthritis or gout. Caliphylum really is a great remedy and one that we as women specifically, we definitely need to be aware of because it can help us in a variety of situations. Now we are going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsor. All right, we have taken some time to learn about our remedy of the week, Caliphylum. Now we are going to take an honest look at the homeopathy that I have been using in my home over the past couple of weeks. So in last week's episode titled Feeling Sluggish, I shared with you with much excitement the remedies I have been using for my son's eczema and how much it has improved. I'm thrilled to report to you guys that his skin is still looking much better. I would say we are at the like 90% mark of healing. So that is just incredible, like way more than I even expected at this point. So I'm so thankful. I slowed down on giving him his remedies over this past week just to see how his body responded and how his skin uh, responded if I noticed any more or less irritation on his skin. And I did notice that on one of his legs, it seemed like it was getting a little more irritated. So we're just going to stay the course with his current protocol and keep going. And again, in another week or so, I'll probably see if I can slow down a little bit and see if his body has adjusted and balanced out. Like I mentioned, though, last week, one of the remedies I am giving him is actually a digestion remedy. It's one that mentioned in my Materia Medica that eczema could be caused in that individual because of a digestive issue. And I'm really excited because I've noticed improvement in my son's digestion, which is great, not just in regularity, but also in the frequency every day, which he has never really had. So I'm very, very thankful for that. I'm so happy these remedies are telling his body what it needs to balance and correct. And it's just so wonderful as a mom to be able to give these to him and not have side effects and not have just anything negative come from it. I'm just so thankful for homeopathy more and more every day. 
So this past week, I was thinking about how I wanted to really start sharing with my podcast community some other tips and encouragement as to some ways we can all start living like a more holistic lifestyle. I personally use homeopathy, and I'm sure many of my listeners do as well, so as not to expose myself and my family to some of the toxins that are in Western medicine. But there are so many toxins and so many things in our lives that there are very simple ways that we can switch those things out. And we can quote-unquote clean up our lives. So since we are talking about a PMS remedy this week, I thought I would share an easy switch I made. So several years ago, I started questioning and researching the toxicity of our period products that are the most readily available in stores today. So come to find out, most pads and tampons are made with synthetic materials and they contain toxins. And these materials are coming in contact, not just with our skin, which is bad enough, but with some of the most sensitive areas of our bodies as women. A big problem with these toxins are that they are considered endocrine disruptors. So our endocrine system is our hormone system in the body. It's just what makes us function. And the toxins we are subjecting our bodies to on a monthly basis with conventional pads and tampons are tampering with that delicate system. Not only are they endocrine disruptors, there are pesticides, there are toxins that are linked to cancer. I mean, there are just so many variety of negative things in these products when you really start researching and looking into them. So not only the toxin aspect, but another problem with period products is the amount of waste it creates. According to a National Geographic article, it's estimated that for one woman who menstruates over the course of her lifetime, between five to 15,000 pads and tampons will fill a landfill. So between 5,000 and 15,000 pads and tampons will fill a landfill. That's a ton of waste, you guys. <laughs> That's a lot. And it's not waste that decomposes quickly. That's another aspect of it. So just, I say all that because once I discovered all of this information, I decided to make a personal change. So I personally switched to using a period cup. Um, some people call them menstrual cups. I've just called it a period cup. But for me, it was a game changer. Like, I will never go back, ever. Like, <laughs> it has been wonderful. So there was definitely a learning curve in learning how to use it. <laughs> but once I got past that, I've honestly never looked back. So I don't have to change my cup nearly as often as I did with conventional options. There's zero waste. And an additional perk is that I used to have not horrible cramping, but I definitely had cramping the first day of my period. But when I started using my period cup, that cramping went away completely. It was like I didn't even know I was having my period. It was crazy when I first started using my period cup. There were a couple times during those first couple cycles where I literally forgot that I was on my period. And I mean, you know, that's that never happens. So it was a huge, great change for me in my life. When looking for a period cup, there are some things you want to keep in mind. So you don't want it to have dyes in it. You want to make sure that it's made well um, with like medical grade silicone, something that's not going to have toxins in it, obviously, because that's the whole point is to get away from that. I will actually include a link in the show notes 
to a period cup that I recommend in case you are interested in getting one for yourself. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, okay, Amelia, that's, that's a little too out there for me. <laughs> um, so period cup is not for you. There are also other options. So you can consider something called period panties, which I've heard great things about. A lot of people rave about these. Also, there are reusable period pads. So some people think like, oh, that's gross. It's really not. <laughs> it's really not. So there really are some great options out there, which I'll include some links to these options as well in the show notes. So you'll have some things you can look through. So this is just a quick discussion as to one simple way you can start making an easy switch in your life to live a cleaner and less toxic lifestyle. So I hope it's been an encouragement and I hope that maybe you'll make the switch as well. If you would like to reach out to me with a question or a homeopathy story, please email me at honesthomeopathypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast to help spread the message of homeopathy. And just a quick reminder and a recap of today's show, our remedy of the week is califylum. And the key words to remember are cramps and PMS. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. This is Honest Homeopathy. Thank you for listening. Mamas everywhere, I hope you feel empowered to care for your family. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. We have a new podcast coming out every Monday to help you on your journey of homeopathy. I'll see you next time.